Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent. It is Monday, January 25th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to see Dr. Mike O'Neill. Best dentist I've ever seen. Only dentist I've seen the last 27 years. Take control of your dental health once and for all. Let's go. Indiana couldn't take control of its basketball life. It's NCAA tournament fortunes yesterday. They lose to Rutgers 74-70 at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, a home loss to a team who had lost its last five, and Indiana was coming off a win over a top-five team on the road. What the hell is going on down in Bloomington? Trace Jackson Davis looked like he couldn't have cared less in the first half. I've never seen him sprint to get back on defense. What the hell's going on down there? Look, effort is not negotiable. You must give great effort all the time. And I applaud Archie Miller for pulling Trace Jackson Davis early in that game. About five minutes in, he was like, sit your ass down. Let's go. If you're not ready to play, I'll play somebody else. That's how you coach. It rarely happens down in Bloomington. I just don't get it. Indiana just looks like a team of self-satisfied kids going out and playing at basketball twice a week. They're not going to play this week against Michigan. Michigan has suspended all athletic activity for the next two weeks. So their next game is against Illinois on Groundhog Day. How appropriate is that that Indiana is playing on Groundhog Day? Each one of these seasons, one after another after another, seem to be a blueprint of the previous season. How can that be? They've got to get better, right? This is year four under Archie Miller, for God's sake. A year like this got Tom Crean fired. A year like last year got Tom Crean fired. And again, and again, and again, and again. What are we going to do? Um, anyway, I, IU hit 10 of 16 from beyond the arc. They shot it well, right? And still, they don't win because their defense was garbage. Rutgers was having trouble putting the ball in the jar. They were having trouble getting to 70 over the last five games. Yesterday, they get to 74, and they win that game. Um, and, and people, you know, people in the post game. I don't know whether it was Brian Butch or whoever it was. Oh, the Big Ten's really tough. You know, 1 through 14, you gotta, you got to play great basketball. Blah, 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 blah. Good Lord. If it's too tough for Indiana to beat a team like Rutgers at home, you know what? Secede from the Big Ten, join the A-10. Go back to the A-10, the league that Archie Miller could coach in well enough to get the job at Indiana and lose in the Big Ten. Let's go. What are we doing? Um, Pacers, they lost yesterday. I'm just, I'm rubbed raw. Too much losing over the last couple of days. Uh, Pacers lose 107-102. Domas Sabonis, one of 10 from the field. Malcolm Brogdon, one of 10 from beyond the arc. So uh, the Pacers, they lost yesterday. Uh, Miles Turner played exceptionally well. 25 points, six blocks, good for him. 
Uh, Jeremy Lamb has been terrific since coming back from his catastrophic knee injury. He had 13 points in 20 minutes yesterday. I went to a high school basketball game with a lovely lady, with, with Julie, on Saturday afternoon at Lawrence North to see number one Lawrence North play against number two Homestead. Number two Homestead executed. And Lawrence North just kind of, they just kind of played at it through the first half and then got serious about it in the second half. Game went to overtime. I'll tell you, for Purdue fans, um, Fletcher Lawyer is really good. That kid can shoot. His father, a scout for the Pacers, I think that if he were filling out a scouting report on his son on Saturday, he'd say, you know what? Pretty good player. Can really shoot the basketball. Beautiful looking shot. A good looking competitor. Homestead, a really good team. I'll tell you the truth. I think if they played 10 times, Ellen would win eight. But that's not the way basketball works. And, and Homestead got the win on Saturday. LN is going to be all anybody needs to handle in the state tournament, though. Uh, Cathedral playing for the city championship tonight against Crispus Attucks. I assume that that game is at Tech, as is traditional, but who knows with COVID. Fans can't go anyway, so what the hell's the difference? They can play it on the moon. Uh, Matt Stafford. We're talking about Matthew Stafford potentially coming to the Colts in a trade, but there are a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Matthew Stafford is going to be 33 years old. Here's some facts about Matthew Stafford, all right? Going to be 33. Here's how he compares to Phillip Rivers. Age-wise, it's not close. Stafford's 33. Rivers is 39. Going to be 40 next year, although he's retired, so I'm not sure what the point of comparing their ages is. Uh, Their completion percentage this past year, uh, Rivers at 68%, Stafford at 64%. They threw for basically the same number of yards, right around 4,100. Stafford threw for 26 TDs, Rivers 24. Stafford 10 interceptions, Rivers 11 interceptions. The the place where there's a little bit of a difference is Stafford is somewhat mobile. He ran the ball 28 times this past year for 129 times for 112 yards. He was sacked twice as many times. Rivers 19 times, Stafford 38 times. That could be a function of the offensive line. Um, Matthew Stafford is an upgrade. Not a huge upgrade. In terms of rankings in QBR, uh, Stafford ranked 15th, Rivers 19th. So there's a slight upgrade in level of play. It doesn't put the Colts in that position, that enviable position where they've got a top five guy in QBR. And that's sort of what's necessary. you got to be in the top 10, really, to have a shot at going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Brady, ninth this year. Mahomes, obviously, in the top three. Those guys going to the Super Bowl because they won their games yesterday. Brady threw three picks yesterday. Still, on the road, they still beat the Packers uh, yesterday. Bucks win, 31-26. I'm not entirely sure why uh, Matt LaFleur went for the field goal late on fourth and goal. Um, You know, you had the three timeouts, you had the two-minute warning, you had all that. But going for that field goal, rather than taking the opportunity to win that game when you had the chance, or or at least go for the tie when you had the chance, there might be some kind of odds-on chart that you reference that tell you, okay, here's what you do. But, man, that here's your season. 
all right, we're going to kick the field goal, fellas. I don't know whether that's how you coach football or not. I don't know whether, you know, a guy who's a backgammon world champion should be trusted. Backgammon's played with chips, right? Statisticians who are really good at backgammon. I don't know if they understand how human beings react to things and how human beings take challenges or the rejection of the opportunity for that challenge. I don't know how human beings deal with that kind of thing. So I think guys who are experts at backgammon maybe ought to stick to backgammon rather than consulting NFL teams on when they should go for field goals, when they should go for two, all of that stuff. When they should go for it on fourth down. And speaking of that, all right, so anyway, the Bucks win uh, 31-26. And then you've got the Chiefs and the Bills. And, and you've got situations where you got an opportunity to do something. And Sean McDermott with the Bills chose not to do it several times in the first half. He had two opportunities, a fourth and three at his own 33. He had a fourth and goal from his own two and chose to kick field goals instead of score touchdowns or try to score touchdowns. You're not going to beat the Chiefs a field goal at a time. You're just not. They're so dynamic offensively that if you can't keep pace with them in terms of scoring touchdowns, you got no chance to play with them. And that's the way it is against the Chiefs. And and yesterday, the Bills, I don't think they rose to that challenge. And then late in the game, going for two, I know people are saying that's absolutely the right thing to do. Is it? To go for two when you're you're down uh, 17 could cut it to 16, which is two possessions. Or if you miss the two, you lose because you're three possessions behind. And there's no way you're going to recover two onside kicks. The Bills, they recovered the one onside kick, but they weren't in a position to, to you know make any kind of move that caused the Chiefs to sweat because they were down three possessions. So I, I think at some point you say to yourself, okay, we need to kick because if we don't make this, we are going to lose. Uh, I don't think you put yourself in a position to be victory bankrupt late rather than keep hope alive by kicking a, an extra point that's not a, you know, it's not a lock you're going to make it. But if you, if you execute correctly and you get the two, which the Bills did not do, you You've still got to get, you've got to convert one two-point conversion and kick one extra point in order to get the tie. I don't know what the definitive advantage is in, at that point, going for two. It, it brought you to a place where you were going to lose that game. Anyway, Mahomes was awesome yesterday. Uh, 29 of 38 for 325, three touchdowns, two of them to Travis Kelsey. No interceptions. Travis Kelsey was unbelievable. 13 catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill was awesome, 172 yards receiving. So uh, there, I, I wonder if, as in terms of Brady with the Bucks, you think Belichick's happy for him? I doubt it. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this lovely Monday in central Indiana where we're going to get some uh, snow and freezing rain. A little bit later today, if you believe the, uh, the meteorologists. Uh, Lou Marshall, happy birthday. The great Molly Mazur, 
celebrating a birthday. Robert Slinger, happy birthday. Mike Ward, Steve York, Laura Olive, happy birthday. The great Bob Ashworth, one of the finest high school football coaches in the history of Indiana uh, high school football. The great Joan Esposito, happy birthday to Joan. Dave Mummery, happy birthday. Wesley Sapp, happy birthday. David Tanner, the great Tara Quigley. Matt Berger, uh, William Legg, John McClure, the great Jacques Lazier, Stephen Clute, and Allison Tarnowski. Happy birthday. Allison and I went to grade school together. Very nice person. Uh, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, inside Indiana Sports, what should the Colts do at quarterback? What are the options? What are they going to look at? Matt Stafford, what do you got to give up to get Matt Stafford? That's a big contract. That's not that big a deal for the Colts because they've got cap money. But what are you going to have to give up in terms of draft equity to the Detroit Lions in order to peel Matt Stafford away from him? That's a pretty good question. And Aaron Rodgers, please. Like If you think that the Packers are going to give up on Aaron Rodgers and throw Jordan Love out there next year, I think you're out of your mind. I think.